0: Hey everyone, this week on Quality Matters, we're talking about never split the difference and why so many people choose to split the difference in negotiation. In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to Quality Matters, brought to you by Texas Quality Assurance, where quality management gets simplified. Woo-hoo. I'm Darcy. I'm Kyle. Uh, we want to start this episode, well, I want to start this episode first by saying, I know we've kind of slacked off on our weekly episodes, and and that really falls on me. I'm responsible for... Boo, Darcy. <laughs>
1: Let's get her lots of hate mail.
0: No, they never send me the good stuff. They always send it to you, so don't send me the bad stuff either. Send that straight <laughs> this to is Kyle. A good, this is a good arrangement.
1: I, I hear the good... Okay.
0: Let me finish. So... I'm responsible for getting the topic, scheduling our recording time, doing all that, and um, there has been a health concern in my family, not in mine and Kyle's immediate family, but in my family that has taken my attention and distracted me from the podcast. And
1: we've moved into a new office, and that's been a hassle as well. So.
0: It, it, yeah, there's been a lot going on. It's been very busy, but... We want to keep our listeners. Yes, and our listenership has showed that you guys are upset with us for not keeping <laughs> up with our weekly episodes. I want to apologize for that. We want to get you guys back. We want to get ourselves back on track yep. and and quit slacking. So we're going to work on that, and we hope you guys will keep listening. So this episode is uh, kind of in reference to Kyle's business professionals book club.
1: Yes, but that audio was horrible, so let's not recommend anyone go listen to it.
0: Oh, yeah. he's he's referring to the audio from the first book club yes. live stream. Yeah. It was really bad. He had tried to stake out a room. Anyways, yeah. it didn't work out. Hopefully, the next time around, which is May 18th.
1: Yes, there's a corrective action in place, and we will be <laughs> following up to verify the effectiveness, gummit.
0: So on that first book club, um, it's my understanding that Kyle and Steve Lewis Mm -hmm. and Rob are going to be mainstays. They're going to be there every month. And the fourth person is usually going to be a guest. So the first time it was going to be me, I was going to be the fourth person unfortunately because of the same health concern i was i had to back out of that and not do it but then that really upset me because i had a couple of things i wanted to talk about (laughs) (laughs) well
1: now you get your chance so this is from the never Never split Split the the difference Difference.
0: Mm -hmm, by chris voss yes um And I watched it, but I can't remember. I'm sure you guys talked about Chris Foss. It was a hostage negotiator for the FBI and then kind of became a consultant Mm and teaching others how to negotiate.
1: So many fun stories. I couldn't even attempt to do it justice.
0: It's really good. Um, So... I, as I was reading it, I came across the reason he named the book, Never Split the Difference. Because mm-hmm. you think when you go into a negotiation, it doesn't have to be a hostage negotiation, but most people in business go into a negotiation, and and you've got in your head the compromise you're willing to make, and they've got in their head the compromise right. they're willing to make, and it, the title of his book is Never Split the Difference, because you're right. giving up something that you want. Right. Right. So he explains on page 116 of the book about why he names it this. Okay. And so I'm going to read a couple of paragraphs and then we can talk about this in the realm of quality management as well. Cool. I'm here to call bullshit on compromise right now. We don't compromise because it's right. We compromise because it is easy and because it saves face. We compromise in order to say that at least we got half the pie Mm -hmm. distilled to its essence We compromise to be safe. Most people in a negotiation are driven by fear or by the desire to avoid pain. Too few are driven by their actual goals. (laughs) So don't settle, and here's a simple rule. Never split the difference. Creative solutions are almost always preceded by some degree of risk, annoyance, confusion, and conflict. (laughs) Accommodation and compromise produce none of that. You've got to embrace the hard stuff. That's where the great deals are, and that's what great negotiators do.
1: Very, very true. I'll have to admit, when I first started reading this book, just looking at the title, never split the difference. I'm like, it sounds kind of like arrogant and you know, my way or the highway type thing. And he he talks, you know, about how he doesn't go for the idea is not to go for win-win solutions. And I might even argue with him uh, on that. Is this is. Uh, if you read the book, Really Apply, it's a fantastic method for truly achieving win-win solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is, is the win-win solutions, like what we think about when we talk about Stephen Covey, and we've you know done a whole series mm-hmm. on that, is those type of win-win solutions are really precedent on the fact that you've got two parties who are engaged in somewhat of a common goal. And they they're both acting somewhat logically and somewhat rationally. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the case really in most of the most problems we deal with in life, whether yeah. you're trying to buy a car or negotiate for a hostage or implement a corrective action that requires other people to take certain <laughs> actions. Um, regardless what it is, at the outset, the two of you are not aligned with the same goal and direction and vision in mind. Correct. So the fact that I get what I want does not mean necessarily that you don't get what you want.
0: It means we come up with a creative solution neither one of us has thought of.
1: Yes. There's uh, the name of our our business is Texas Quality Assurance, but it's uh, a part, you know, it's a DBA. The the company itself is Integrative QMS. Mm -hmm. And Integrative QMS is from uh, this idea of integrative thinking. Very, 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 very much along the lines of what this book is about, though he never uses that term. But yeah, that's the idea of integrative thinking. How do we achieve the desired goal with, you know, uh, some type of a creative solution? How do we integrate all of the various needs and requirements into a brand new solution that none of us had identified Mm -hmm. to achieve the goal we're looking for?
0: Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, reading this through this book, I thought about it as buying a car. And I think most people not in business would think about that. Cause while I'm in the business with Kyle, I don't handle the business transactions. That's what Kyle does. Um, and plus we're looking at getting me a new car. So that's on the forefront. <laughs> Kyle said, you're not allowed to go shopping until you read this book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, it makes me think of, you know, Dave Ramsey has his financial peace mm-hmm. university class that we did many years ago, and he talks about walkaway power, you know, yes. when it comes to negotiation. And that's some of the, you know, what is it, the annoyance, the hard stuff. Uh-huh. That's the hard stuff, because you find something you want, right? and they're not, your goal is to pay X amount of dollars for this car and no more. Right. Their goal is to get more than that. Right. <laughs> um, And so you got to be able to say, sorry, you're not making the deal I want. I'll walk away. Right.
1: Yeah. And the the walkway power comes in a little more handy when you know you have other options available. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a workplace situation where it's a conflict between just you and your manager, it's not as though you could just go find another manager to make the deal with. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the walkway power doesn't work out very well, but if you're working with a team of people and you're simply not getting the results you need going down this path, walk away from that type of solution. Say, okay, this is a poor solution that I'm running after. Let me rethink it. Mm-hmm. Let me give it some time. And it's amazing what happens. Because you know, this actually happened uh, recently with a, a cell that we were, we were going after. Uh, the folks that are looking uh, to, to work with us for the software solution, you know, they they want a lot in the software solution. They want a lot of things that we don't offer out of the box. And we're looking at a lot mm-hmm. of new development. And so I hopped on the call with them and I said, hey, I don't think we're the right fit for you. We can't provide what you're looking right. for. Because um, it's the idea of no deal is better than a bad deal. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. So I said that and I just I kind of pulled what the book said because I still want to do business with these guys. But I want them to understand that I can't provide what they're looking for. And so just kind of sat there, quiet, and, and looked at him for a minute. And what do you know? In a heartbeat, the tune of the uh, conversation changes, and they're willing to make concessions on what they're looking for to get a solution with us. Mm-hmm. And... On the If, on the other hand, I had just barreled at this looking for the win-win, I want the deal, they want the features, let's go yes, forward yes, full Yes, 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 I
0: can do all that. Yeah, it would yeah. have
1: gotten everyone involved into a much more complex solution than anyone was prepared for. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is just kind of a, a real-world example of problem-solving. It's like, be willing to say, no, I can't do that.
0: I think an important part of this is knowing what your goals are. Yes, because I, you know, I think that was part of what I read. I keep picking up the book and looking for it. He said it in oh, the book somewhere. You're... Too few are driven by their actual goals. Yes, I think that's because too few know their actual goals. Yes, I think
1: we and he. I think he says in the book somewhere we get the want to haves and the nice to haves confused with the need to haves mm-hmm. and we start focusing on the want to haves and the nice to haves and it can ruin the whole process we have to distill what are the minimums we need out of this deal mm-hmm. whatever it is right whether it's a sales deal or negotiating for a new training schedule what are the minimum requirements i have to have you know when we do uh you need to have a consultation work um the, the term i always say is what are our minimum expected outputs to this process so you're looking at it as a process map what are the minimum things we expect to get out of this mm-hmm. once you have those minimums then you can have fun working out the deals but um you can't let the nice to haves and want to haves get in the way
0: and for those that aren't into all that <laughs> and maybe you're just <laughs> maybe you're just shopping for a new car right same thing what are the minimum requirements of this car yeah and i can use our example you know we want a toyota that's what we want we've talked to our mechanic
1: toyota production system maybe it's not like we've ever talked about this on the podcast Dimming. ever
0: yes and we have experience with toyotas kyle <laughs> Bless his heart, his car is a 2002, Mm -hmm. yes, you heard that right, a 2002 Toyota Sequoia.
1: I have literally driven it till the wheels fell off, literally.
0: And fixed it and kept on trucking. Yes. Because we know they last forever. And we've talked to the mechanic and I said, look, we're happy to pay you for repairs right now on both cars because we're not paying any car payment. But if I buy a new to me used car... Mm-hmm. And I have to make payments on that, and pay you to fix it. I'm going to be real pissed. <laughs> yeah. So I asked for their advice. Yep, and he said Toyota's great. Anything less than a hundred thousand miles is fine. And of course, to me, and probably most of you listening, you think. 100,000 miles like wow that's a lot and what did your uncle Tommy tell you like oh they're, they're
1: not even broke in good till they're yeah. 100,000 miles
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so one of our minimum requirements or two of them mm-hmm. is that it's a Toyota yep and it's less than 100,000 miles
1: yep And then there's all sorts of fun things you can get in there. We've had these discussions Mm -hmm. about, you know, Darcy drives the kids around all over the place, right? And she's looking at doing a nationwide road trip.
0: I take yep, take them on trips by myself. So
1: a big want to have is like an in dash, uh, not in dash, but like a
0: navigation, Bluetooth, DVD.
1: But you know, those are some. Very valuable want-to-haves, but if we're looking at two vehicles with drastic differences in place, I know that I could have those features added later on as time and finances and such permit.
0: And we know how much it costs to add those features. We've yes. researched that and we found out. So if we're looking at you know a car with those features that's $5,000 more than a car without those features, we know we can buy the one without and add those in for less.
1: Yep. So when you go into these deals you cannot confuse and I say deals because I don't have a better term for it again whatever the the discussion of negotiations made is, yes. when you
0: go into these negotiations
1: is you have to know ahead of time your minimum expectations for the final result the the output of your process. Mm-hmm. Do I need to re- reiterate the process mapping, inputs and goals,
0: I can't outputs and checks? explain to y'all how much he loves process mapping and chart paper way and markers. Work. If y'all ever want to send him a gift, please send him chart paper, blank chart paper, not lined. Yes, and you cannot have lines. And Sharpies. Yes. Lots of colors of Sharpies.
1: Maybe I should put a picture of my Sharpie canister with this podcast.
0: Maybe People so. understand.
1: Uh, uh, for real about I this. I think we're
0: really off topic.
1: A little bit. little <laughs> bit. But, you know, we're having some fun with it. But, no, it, it is. It's a really, really fantastic uh, fantastic book, and it's a great way to uh, to go really try to achieve an angle, especially when there's a conflict at, at play, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the two of you are not on the same page. Win-win becomes very, very difficult.
0: And I think it is important to stress this is – Applicable in everyday life. I know that you know. I've connected it to buying a car, which is applicable in everyday li- applicable in everyday <laughs> life. But you only buy a new car every so many years. Okay, right. so think about your marriage,
1: mm-hmm.
0: your husband and wife, or maybe boyfriend girlfriend, whatever right. you're in, or parents, your mm-hmm. children, with your children. Yeah, you can do this.
1: No, it, it really, it truly matters. Everywhere. And I think that's what we have on the web page. Quality matters everywhere.
0: So you think about, you know, you're having a conflict with your spouse or your child or Mm -hmm. whoever it may be. Just take a step back. Yes. Say, hey, I need some time. I think we all know that that's best. Most of us don't do it, but (laughs) we know it's best. (laughs) And not only like calm down, but think about what is my goal in this situation Yes. What do I think their goal in the situation is? And come back and have a real conversation about it. Yep. And it seems silly. It seems like you're trying to like, you know, turn your marriage into a corporate business or whatever. (laughs) It really works. We can speak from experience. It works well. And I think even when you um, had the live stream that night, I think Rob said he had tried it with one of his kids.
1: Yes. that day Uh
0: and just sat back and said oh well what about this yeah and waited
1: see that's one of the most important facts from the book and i call it the awkward you know awkward stare awkward pause Mm -hmm. and you say what you're gonna say this is really hard for me because i love to talk you say what you're (laughs) gonna say and you just stop and you look at them darcy's a hard nose i was expecting her to babble something
0: (laughs) (laughs) well it's easy for me because again i used to teach and so i I don't know if it was in college or during one of the many workshops but they talked about weight power which is kind of the same same thing thing. Um, because you know when you ask a question to any group doesn't have to be a group of elementary age children but probably more so with adults nobody wants to be the first one to answer right and even if you call on a student, mm-hmm. they're still nervous to answer because they're in front of all their peers, and what if they get it wrong? Yeah. So you have the weight power, and you would ask a question whether to the whole group or directly to the student, and you would sit and count slowly to 10 in your head. Mm-hmm. And by then, somebody would answer.
1: Right. It's It really is amazing how well that works, and it's amazing how – little we actually pause to let someone else respond
0: because we're so uncomfortable and i didn't he describe that it was awkward yes or annoying annoyance confusion conflict yeah it's hard Uh embrace the hard stuff
1: in uh of uh dave ramsey's book uh entree leadership he references it as the pregnant pause which Mm -hmm. sounds kind of like an odd term But, you know, he's talking about in the sense of sales, but again, this works for any level of negotiation, again, whether it's a car, a a sale at work, or again, just this is the training schedule I want to implement, guys, is you say what you have to say, and then you just pause. And he calls a pregnant pause because a baby cell is about to be born. And so (laughs) I kind of see it as, yes, pregnant pause, because a solution is about to be born, Mm -hmm. and you're going to get the necessary information you need from the other person. So it's really really fascinating stuff.
0: Yeah, and I think it's key cuz he talks about we just we split the difference, we make these deals to avoid the pain. Yeah. And even a pregnant pause or wait mm-hmm. time is painful. It's yeah. hard on us. It's awkward to sit there in silence and everybody will walk around. Even if you're the one in charge, right. like as the teacher or the lead negotiator right. or whatever, it's hard to just sit. And
1: wait yes so the last thing I'll say here you know I've referenced uh, you know training schedule because this is something I ran into very early in my career in health and safety is of course as a safety manager my goal is that everyone is well trained on anything safety related and the more I can train them the better because then they're more aware they're more engaged that's all good to me well when you're pulling 60 guys off the shop floor for a four-hour-long forklift training test, and half those guys have had the training in the last six months, it's not a very good uh, use of the the dollars of the company. Right. Right. So my goal was everyone needs to be trained. Mm-hmm. Production's goal is everyone needs to be on the shop floor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's almost this. This is a problem that I see a lot of folks run into: is they they do find you know some type of a, a weird compromise here. But really, in actuality, we both had to realign what our goals were. Mm -hmm. And so my goal was training. I want everyone to be trained. Not really. My goal was more simple than that. I wanted everyone to be trained without missing a due date. And so if I conducted the same training every six months, I knew I'd never miss anyone. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So in order for me to achieve my goal, I just overtrained everyone Mm because I didn't see that as a bad. Right. So definitely some things to kind of look at is, you know, really what is the end goal that you're looking for and then find the solution that will allow you to achieve it. And you'd be amazed at the creative solutions that are available.
0: Right. Well, that's what I was going to wrap up. So don't be afraid of the pain. Know what your goals are. Mm-hmm. Try to understand the other party's goals and and don't be afraid to go in and, and be uncomfortable yeah, and deal I, with the hard stuff. Absolutely. All right.
1: Thanks for listening, y'all. If you have enjoyed this episode, like what you heard, or took away something good from it, be sure to comment and subscribe to the podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Android, Google, you name it, we're there. Feel free to connect with me directly on LinkedIn. You can find me there, Kyle Chambers, and we hope to hear from you soon.